helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Getting this bill done for the American people, which really matters, is the most important thing. I know we're past Christmas, but I cannot think of a better metaphor than the Grinch when it comes to what Congress did with the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Politicians from both sides had scurried down our proverbial chimneys, gathered up all of our hard-earned cash, and skirt away congratulating themselves on the good work they have done. Somehow, I don't think their hearts, much less their brains, will grow three sizes, so I don't expect them to return the future they've pilfered from you anytime soon. Sadly, I don't expect anything better from the next Congress. After all, we re-elected 100% of the Senate and uh, was a 94% of the House, so it seems the Grinch to scold your future will be at work in 2023 and 24, as he was here in 2022. Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. And yes, here we read, we study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free because the people we hire to represent us um, have no clue what the Constitution says. They don't seem to really care what the Constitution says. Yet, we the people keep hiring these Grinches to steal not just this Christmas, but future Christmases on and on and on. So I want to take some time and look at some of the, uh, well, let's say the nastier tidbits that are hidden in this $1.7, $1.8 trillion behemoth that, uh, well, that they've laid on us this Christmas season. Now, I want to make sure you understand how we got to this mess. See, the one, this omnibus bill is... It's not the cause of our problems. It is a symptom of a problem. The problem is for, well, 20, 30 years now, Congress cannot do its most basic job. See, Article 1, Section 9, Clause, was it 7 or 8, I think, says, No money shall be drawn from the Treasury, but in consequence of appropriations made by law. So in order for the federal government to spend a single dime, there must be a law appropriating money. Before the Treasury can cut a single check, Congress must pass a law. Now, now there are also federal laws that are involved here that require Congress to oh, pass a budget, uh, to do it in a timely fashion. To uh, They usually do six um, regular appropriations bills that uh, fund different parts of the government. But you see, Congress doesn't. And it's not like this is a surprise, right? Every year they know they have to do this, and every year they simply ignore it. And the, the, uh, the omnibus bill is not the only place we have an impact here. See, Congress finally passed the, uh, uh, the defense bill, right? The National Defense Appropriations Act by Constitution. The Congress can fund the military, but they can't fund it for more than two years. There can be no no appropriation can be longer than two years. Every two years, you go through this kabuki theater. And again, it's not a surprise. Congress knows this is coming, yet they still get it late. 
And I have some ideas of why, but I'm going to hold them to the end. Why don't you, as you're going along, think of the reasons why Congress can't do one of its most basic functions, and that is the appropriation of money. Now, some say, well, no, their, their most basic thing is to, is to pass laws. Well, sort of, but laws to do what? See, the thing with an, with, with an omnibus bill like this is it is so large and it is so urgent and it is so last minute, at least according to Congress, that nobody reads it. And for that reason, well, a lot of stuff gets hidden in these omnibus bills. And you know what? Congress doesn't even hide the fact that they're hiding stuff in the bills. Well, listen to another news conference with Senator Schumer. It's one of the most Monster. significant appropriations process packages we've done in a really long time. It's and um, it really helped women. I was really proud of those aspects, both in the omnibus and then the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act um, was added to the bill. Uh, the Merkley Amendment dealing with feeding was added to the bill, and this bill is really but things in the bill. To have a year of postpartum uh, maternal care uh, is an amazing thing as well. Child care, an increase in 30%. Now, I know I'm having fun with this Grinch metaphor, but think about this. Senator Schumer is proud of stealing your money to pay for things that the federal government is not legally authorized to pay for. I mean, I'm using his own words. He said, well, well, women and, and, and pregnant mothers support. I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Schumer, but show me where in the Constitution is taking care of pregnant women a function delegated to the United States, much less to Congress, or, or, or supporting feeding or, or postpartum uh, support or, or uh, extended child care. See, they don't, you know, the pre I know they print a lot of this money out of thin air, but that's borrowed in our name. You, you, you've basically signed the, the loan form every time they borrow money, not to mention all the taxes they collect. And they're spending it on this. I don't know how much of the, of the $1.8 trillion. Well, it's only a small percentage. It doesn't matter. H how, much, how much dog food do you need in the meatloaf before you're not ready to eat it? Because it's basically what's going on here. They've taken this opportunity to throw a whole bunch of their wish list into a bill because they knew politically nobody wanted to vote against it or few people would vote against it because you had to fund the government. The government was going to shut down. I wish it would shut down because then we wouldn't get lousy legislation like this. Now, what other coal has, has Mr. Schumer and Mr. McConnell, it's a bipartisan bill, right? What have they dumped in our laps? There is so many good things in the bill, it's hard to get them all out. As you know, the Electoral College was in. And we funded lots of our promises, such as the CHIPS bill um, and uh, the, the um, bill to help the veterans who were hurt, uh, the PACT Act, um, who were hurt by the burn pits. Summer lunches for his kids now, every summer. Follows, and Increase in Pell Grants. Stink, so stank, we've concluded this Congress, one of the most productive in decades, with one of the best omnibus packages Mr. in decades. Grinch. I'm sorry, Mr. Schumer, but uh, Congress has no sway over the Electoral College. In fact, there is no 
single electoral college. You could claim there were 51 electoral colleges where the electors meet because they meet in the states, not in Washington, a misnomer. But again, you have Congress meddling in presidential elections in contradiction to the Constitution of the United States. You know what role Congress has in the election of a president? To observe the counting of the votes. That's it. Read, read the 12th Amendment. That's the only thing they can do. But you see why we have an omnibus fund. What did he say? They funded their promises. They funded their bribes. So ladies and gentlemen, congratulate yourselves. You have now accepted a bribe from Congress. That's what they've done. Part of this omnibus bill is bribing the American people with all the promises they made that most of them, they were not legally authorized to perform anyway. And then we wonder why we have a $31 trillion budget deficit. We wonder why we haven't had a balanced budget in God knows how many decades. We wonder why Congress uh, keeps coming up with these omnibus bills because they know they can get their garbage pushed through if they just wait to the last minute, pack it all into one crappy, stinking bag of manure and shove it down the American people's throats. Now, before you say, well, you know, next year, January, we're going to get a Republican Congress. They'll fix all of this stuff. No, they won't. You see, this, this omnibus bill does funding for a full year. Right? So through September of 2023, effectively, those Republicans that we praised so much, we reelected 94% of them, they gave up the power of oversight. They gave up the power of the purse for 2020 for the rest of the fiscal year. Spending's already done. And by the way, even that $1.7 trillion is a bit of a misnomer. Um, their estimates it'll cost at least $1.85 trillion in fiscal year 2023. And many of the pork and, and promises and bribes they put in it will cost much more into the future. Now, again, this, paid, this package was $4,155 pages of legislation. There was another 2,670 pages explaining what was in the 4,155 pages. There are at least 4,000 earmarks in this mess. And how long did the, uh, did the members of the Senate have to read the final package? Not even 24 hours. Not even 24 hours. As a few examples of the slimy, rotten, rancid pork that was stuck in this. There's a million and a half dollars to encourage people in Pasadena, California to eat outdoors. Another 1.1 million to put solar panels in Kirkland, Washington. Uh, by the way, the Pacific Northwest, which is known for what? For clouds and rain. $2 million to, uh, uh, to a group that promotes dirt bike culture in Baltimore. Three million for this tiny little island of St. George, Alaska. Why? Well, for water infrastructure and another two and a half for harbor improvements. $82,000 per resident you, the American people, get to, get to pay for. 
half a million for a skateboard park in Rhode Island. 4.8 million on environmental impact reports of the possible expansion of Chicago's rail system. 13 million to expand the airport of Abbeville, Alabama. Now, if you've never heard of Abbeville, Alabama, neither have I. But you're going to spend $13 million to expand their airport. How about $4 million for soy-enabled rural road construction in Iowa? I don't know what soy-enabled rural road construction is, but why am, am I in Tennessee paying for road reconstruction in Iowa? $2.3 million for the Leahy Center in Vermont. Yeah, the member Patrick Leahy. Yeah, a little bit of pork for him, too. And that's just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the beginning of the pork that's thrown into this. There's more to come. But before I go there, understand, see, Congress passed a law. It's called, it's referred to as a, as a statutory pay-go. It's a 2010 act um, that requires, before you add to the deficit, Congress has to pay for that deficit spending over time with cuts elsewhere in the budget. They just blew right back, ignored it completely. And thanks to that, there's $132 billion in spending over the next two years because they just ignored the law. You know how, how uh, uh, Second Amendment advocates are always saying criminals don't obey the law? Says a lot about Congress, doesn't it? There's another $2.3 million for Biden's Secretary of Education to go to student loan borrowers and encourage them that they may qualify for cancellation of their debt that you're going to get to pay for. Oh, by the way, the omnibus is also going to, uh, well, it's going to make the border crisis worse. See, they're spending money reinforcing the policies that have led to the explosion of migrants at our southern border. See, the, the honor bill, bill is going to give the Justice Department $234 million, well, to build state and local detention centers to deal with these. Uh, another $20 million to the Secretary uh, of Homeland Security's office for, uh, um, for, to use FEMA uh, uh, assistance instead of detention centers. And oh, by the, bill, the way, the bill requires Customs and Border Protection to transport more unaccompanied alien minors throughout the country. And of course, not just the border, right? The CDC, well, they're getting rewarded for their criminal activities. See, since March of 2020, Congress has been increasing the funding for the CDC, the, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, over and over and over again, even while we find out just how badly they mismanaged the COVID issue. They're actually going to reward the CDC for refusing to modernize their data systems. See, even though they've been required since 2006 by law to modernize their data systems, and they haven't, the agency's getting even more money to do this modernization that they've refused to do for decades. And even after the mess they've made of COVID, the 2019 budget for the CDC was $6.5 billion, illegally, fraudulently embezzled money. In 2023, it's going to be $9.2 billion. Now, if that doesn't make you sick... I'm not quite sure what will. 
Now, I may not be able to, ha to help you with an upset stomach from reading all this nonsense or just listening to it, but Immune Super Boost from Healthy Cell will help your immune system fight off all the other bugs that are floating around. And guess what? As an America Out Loud listener, you get 25% off your first order. So go to HealthyCell.com. Give it a try. It is designed to support your immune system. It includes a dozen supplements in a single travel-ready gel pack. As I already said, you get 25% off your first order if you use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. So do me that favor. Go to HealthyCell.com. Put your cart together. It can include all sorts of things from Healthy Cell. I'm today talking about the Immune Super Boost. they got a lot of great products. But make sure you use that code OUTLOUD at checkout. It lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable. Mangled up in tangled up knots. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Okay, I figured that was enough of the Grinch stuff. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. Yeah, I'm glad you rejoined me, but uh, like I said, to me, this is Congress, is the Grinch that stole our futures. And, and again, it's nothing new. And by the way, yes, it is bipartisan. 
Now, granted, most of the senators that voted for this monstrosity were Democrat. There were quite a few Republicans. Some of them, you may, you know, people of, of uh, uh, I don't say positions of authority, but people with, with names that you would recognize, including, of course, Mr. Mitch McConnell, leader of the Republicans, voted for this monstrosity. And remember, Schumer's proud of, the, of this bill and the fact that it funds so many of their promises. Yeah, like uh, $575 million altogether for different family planning and reproductive health uh, services, but only for those in populations that, are, that threaten biodiversity. I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, according to Heritage Foundation, there are a slew of earmarks uh, targeted at the uh, LGBT and, and uh, illegal immigrant community. Uh, 1.2 million for the LGBTQIA plus pride centers, another 1.2 to service services for DACA recipients, uh, a million dollars for Zora's house in Ohio, which is defined as co-working and community space for women and gender expansive people of color, and it goes on and on and on. Of course, you got you got to get the Obamas in there. They got 3.6 million dollars for the Michelle Obama Trail in Georgia. $3 million for the American LGBTQ Plus Museum in New York City. Another $856,000 for the LGBT Center in New York. $750,000 for the LGBT and gender nonconforming housing in, in Albany, New York. And another $2 million for Great Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore. Let's see, there's uh, three-quarters of a million for TransLatins, a coalition of workforce deployment programs and supported services for transgender, gender nonconforming, and intersex immigrants in Los Angeles. It goes on. It goes on. And it's all of this is your money. See, we keep thinking this is the government money, but it's not. But their meddling is not simply in the, in the, in the dollars and cents. R remember the Electoral Count Act, you know, the act that went down in flames in Congress? Yeah, they stuffed the language from that in there too. They want to change the role of the vice president when it comes to counting the electoral votes. And of course, there's got to be payoffs to uh, to their big supporters. You remember all the problems that Boeing had with their 737 MAX airliners? You know, where people died because of a software problem? Well, in this bill, there's a waiver that allows Boeing to miss the December 27th deadline for fixing the problems. Oops. There are regulations on cosmetics, on reforming horse racing rules. And uh, we got to protect Maine's lobster industry as well. That's in the legislation. And just look at all the, the different woke agendas that are being supported by this legislation. By you, the American people, by the way. Not, not just the Congress. By, by you and your money. $800,000 to In Our Own Voices, a group that focuses on the economic survival and growth of the LGBTQ community. Uh, then you've got the Equity Institute in Rhode Island. Uh, they're an organization creating basically CRT light. It's CRT without the label. They get half a million dollars as well. And, and the University of Shady Groves, they get almost a million dollars to fund the Equity Incubator, yeah, a boot camp for, well, indoctrination in equity. There's uh, money for uh, uh, the MLK Labor, a, a labor organization group working towards what they call social and economic and um, social and economic justice. Yeah, they get $2 million. And got, we got we to have the, the climate crisis, right? They got to get their, their fingers into this pie as well. Um, 
The energy department's going to get uh, $3.5 billion to support renewable energy development and energy-efficient upgrades. It's also going to hand out almost $900 worth of your money to expand carbon capture and storage technologies. Yet to contain what they call carbon, what they mean is carbon dioxide. Plant food. Almost a billion, almost nine, not quite a billion dollars, almost 900 million. And then there's 2.1 billion for, uh, well, the Department of Defense to have construction projects designed to protect military facilities well, from climate change, natural disasters, rising sea levels. You know, those sea levels that are not really rising and the climate that's not changing all that much. And, and, and in the uh, progressive bingo, we got a great one here. The EPA is going to get a little over $100 million to prioritize pollution removal in, quote, historically disadvantaged communities to further environmental justice efforts. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go with the people that most need the help. We're going to go ones that they've had, they've been, we, we want environmental justice. They're also going to receive $613 million to bankroll the agency's enforcement and compliance operations. So now we're going to get a new um, a law enforcement agency from the EPA. They want EPA to have compliance operations, a.k.a. law enforcement. Oh, yeah, and they're going to get another $100 million on top of that to help cut diesel fuel emissions. Let's see, there's a billion dollars set aside, well, to help developing nations adapt to the risk posed by global warming. Aren't you glad you're paying for that? And again, President Biden, remember, he promised that uh, the U.S. would hand out over $11 billion worth of climate, uh, uh, global climate aid uh, by 2024. Well, there's money for that in there as well. And again, I haven't gone through all 4,000 pages. This is just the stuff that's been reported so far. This supposedly emergency continuing resolution, we've got to get this done for the government to run, as you see, is, well, it's a way to bootstrap a lot of other junk and being kind. Then again, it's not the only piece of legislation that is, uh, well, just destroying the American people. It's destroying our Christmas. Uh, for example, do you remember, I was earlier this year, or late last year, Congress wanted the uh, wanted banks to report to the IRS every transaction of $600 or more, and that just got shot down because it's such an invasion of privacy. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment to be searching that data, for the government to be searching. Remember, the Fourth Amendment doesn't simply say you have a right to privacy. It says you have a right to be secure from unreasonable searches. There's no probable cause that a transaction over $600 is criminal, but that's exactly what they want to do. Well, guess what? Guess what got snuck in some other legislation? In this case, it was the American Rescue Plan. Now, if you use uh, PayPal, Cash App, Vimeo, Venmo, any of these, these, um, these cash apps, yeah, now they're tracking your transactions now. If you had a payment of $600 or more at any time in the year, you're going to get a form called a 1099K. I just got uh, notified about this. I'd heard about that process before. I just got a letter from my accountant uh, warning me about that as well. See, that number used to be $20,000. Now it's just $600. This is the, this is the financial uh, uh, surveillance state. We, we talked about it, by the way, when we talked about CBDCs. 
So these are these Grinches, all 535 of them, are out to snoop on the American taxpayer. They want to snoop on everything that we do. Now, there's a law firm that uh, bringing some of this stuff to light. They expect as many as 50 million people are going to get a new tax statement for the first time. Now, with all the other paperwork and nonsense that we get to fill out these onerous forms for what should be, if it was a just system, a, a simple postcard, now 50 million people are going to get these forms, and I wonder how many of them are going to have a clue what it's about or what to do with them. It makes me wonder how much of the tax code is designed to keep tax attorneys and accountants in business. Now listen, I don't begrudge somebody making a dollar legitimately, but really, now 50 million people are going to have to deal with this. And it's not just those 50 million, because uh, a spokesman for the, uh, 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 for the Treasury Department says uh, they're anticipating there may be some problems next year as you're filing your tax returns. Why? Because they've got this slew of new forms to fill out. you got all these people with all these things. And, of course, you, know, you could always call the IRS for, um, uh, uh, for assistance, but people who've tested that find out that the IRS is wrong more often, that the IRS advisors are wrong more often than they're right. And, oh, by the way, if they get it wrong, you're still the one on the hook. So it really should surprise no one with the with the budget increase for the IRS, for the staffing increase for the IRS, for these new forms being generated for the IRS. There's probably going to be a lot more audits next year. And I please, please find me somebody who will file uh, uh, where we can file uh, a case because not only are these these new limits for the 1099Ks a violation of the Constitution. The, the IRS tax audit process is a violation of both the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. Let me tell you, let me explain for a minute. So uh, I told you that, you know, the 1099-Ks, why is the federal government searching your finances for transactions over $600? What is their probable cause? They have one. It is not a reasonable search. But think about it this way. The IRS comes and says, here, we're going to search through your records. We have no evidence not even a probable cause that you've done anything wrong, but we're going to search through your entire uh, financial record for a period of time to go find something that's wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a general warrant. That is a writ of assistance. It's why we have a Fourth Amendment, to prevent such things. Oh, by the way, that's the end of the Fourth Amendment. What about the Fifth Amendment? See, in an audit, you're expected to testify to be a witness against yourself. See, people misunderstand. They think the Fifth Amendment deals with self-incrimination. No, it is, look at the words, it's self-witness. I'm sorry, no warrant, no paperwork. And, and, and no, I will not voluntarily provide a witness against myself. What do I have to hide? Nothing. I have everything to preserve. Those are my rights. It is not wrong to protect your rights, even if the government doesn't like it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to find people that will protect our rights, that will help us protect our rights. Because the current batch of Grinches in, in, on Capitol Hill are doing a lousy job of it. They are crushing our rights. And another example of, of the, the party politics... The spirit of revenge, natural to the to the party politic, 
is another bill that came out of the House. See, back on, on December 22nd, H.R. 9640, it's called the Presidential Tax Filing and Audit Transparency Act of 2022. Now, if this thing becomes law, it would require the IRS to not only examine each and every tax return filed by a president, but then to post that actual tax document online for all to see. If, I'm a, if this passes, if I'm president, I'm going to veto it. If it's after it's been turned into law, I won't file. I'll, I'll challenge it in court. What purpose is there for someone's private tax returns? And by the way, if Congress thinks this information may be, well, you know, you've got to look for contracts of interest and all that, you first. You know, at least if Congress said, no, all congressmen and the president, all cabinet-level officials... If they did that, then I'd at least give them credit for trying to find an answer to a problem. This, ladies and gentlemen, this looks like just another a, a political hatchet job, something we are all too familiar with. And I don't know about you, but I'm up to my back teeth with it. I've had enough. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? That, that's what I, that's what I want to know. See, because if I'm just standing out here screaming alone in a field, nothing's going to happen. I'm a target. But if a bunch of us start getting together, not only do we file filing lawsuits, but simply refusing to comply, demanding, you know, there's a couple of interesting things about lawsuits, right? You can get injunctions to keep something from going to effect while the suit's being, being processed. Uh, you get discovery, right? I want to see what's going on, what's behind the scenes. They say, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I want to know what's going on behind that curtain. But also you can make a case, not just to the courts, but to the American people, that what these people are doing is criminal. And according to the Constitution, this law is not the supreme law of the land. And according to the Supreme Court, the act, this act, the, the, um, the, both the Presidential Trans you know, uh, Tax Act and this lowering of the Reporting Act, Guess what? They are not only they're they're not only not pursuant to the Constitution, they're not the supreme law. They are repugnant to the Constitution. And according to the Supreme Court in Marbury versus Madison, that means these acts are void. Isn't it about time we the people start getting control of our federal government rather than acting like its servants? They don't rule over us. We rule over them. It's about time we start acting that way. Now, I'm pissed off at the 2022 elections, not because my guy didn't win. I, I had very few dogs in that fight. I'm mad because the American people keep complaining about what Congress is doing, and we keep sending the same Grinches and crooks back time and time and time again. And they keep robbing us blind. They keep throwing these, these bundles, these sacks of, of dog crap, in our faces, and we stand for it time and time again. When are the American people going to learn that those in Washington, D.C. do not have your best interests in mind? They want the job and the financial opportunities that comes with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm fed up. I don't know what to do next. I'm doing everything I can to educate people I've written books. And by the way, yeah, 
through uh, through New Year's Day. Get 20% off my books at constitutionstudy.com. I've done events around the country. Some of them, I've only had a couple people show up. I did an online study to help people learn. I had, I had three or four people show up. I'm trying to provide so much opportunity, but the people don't seem to want it, and I don't know how to cross that barrier. How do we get more people to listen to the fact that they don't have to submit to this? They don't have to be ruled by this. I know when I say that, people call me names. I don't care. Call me all the names you want. I've yet to have anyone challenge what I've actually said. That I've, that I've misquoted something or misrepresented something. It's about time we the people start waking up and start acting like we the people and less like we the sheeple. Now, I'm not the only one with a voice here that's, that's crying out in the wilderness. There are plenty of voices. Just go to AmericaOutloud.com. You can see voices from all different standpoints. In fact, I recommend you go there every day. It's a great place to find out the, what's happening, what's in the news, without having filtered by AIs and, and, and corporations that want to control what you see. But it's more important than that. See, don't just check that out. Share it. Do your job. Do your part. Share these, please. Share those links. Share the podcast, the articles. Do all that we can do to secure the blessings of liberty. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study, and today we're looking at the Grinches that stolen our future. Well, not all the Grinches that we have actually exist in Washington. Sure, we talked about the uh, the... Uh, the abominabus bill, the uh, not only the the stealing of, of billions of our dollars, hundreds of billions of our dollars to spend illegally, but the implementation of laws that otherwise couldn't get passed. They get shoved into this abominabus bill last minute, and voila, things we thought they're defeated are suddenly back. But we seem to forget that that the United States isn't a single entity; it's a union of 50 states, and the states, in part, are there to well, protect us against such federal overreach. That's why the separation of powers, it's why we have a Tenth Amendment that says if we didn't specifically give a power to the federal government, it doesn't belong to them. It's retained either by the states or the people. But we've seen for decades, actually for a century now, we've watched as the states have, have just given away their power more and more and more to the point now where it seems that the states do act more like like vassals, like subjects of the federal government than sovereign states. Take, for example, what's been going on in Arizona. Now, for decades, the federal government has not enforced federal law about the border. 
they haven't. It, it's been multiple parties, different administrations, but they haven't done it. So states are getting fed up because many of the border states are paying a huge price for the Fed's lack of, a, of action. So along comes Arizona and they say, you know what we're going to do? If the federal government won't control the access to the border, we will. It's our border too. Arizona is a state. It has a, a southern border. It happens to abut another sovereign nation rather than another state, but it doesn't make it any less Arizona's border. So they started making a makeshift wall out of shipping containers. I like the idea. I, I supported this idea because Arizona, as a state, as a sovereign entity, has the right to control its borders other than with other states, right? They can't prohibit travel from within the different states because of the union they are part of. But when it comes to foreign entities, they have a right to say no. Not a lot of people say, but Paul, immigration is a federal issue. No, it's not. Look at the Constitution. Congress has the authority to uh, set a standard for naturalization. It says nothing about immigration. Immigration was always a state issue. That doesn't mean that, that you know, we don't have issues with um, if someone comes into one state and then they go to another state. Right? Those are... Those are interstate issues that need to be worked out. But ultimately, immigration is a state issue. And if the federal government won't enforce their own laws, then it's up to the states to do it. So again, I fully supported Arizona in this. And here we have Governor Ducey folding. He's sitting there with a full house looking at the federal government. And he folded. Why? Because Biden sued. Biden sued in district court saying, listen, you can't do this. Uh, you know, that's federal land. Uh, no, it's not. Well, yeah, the federal government acts like they own it, but is it a, is it a fort, a dockyard? Is it a needful building? Is it the seat of the federal government? No. Well, then Congress has no legislative authority over it. That's what the Constitution says. Aces full of kings. But he folded. Now, in part, I believe he folded because he probably went to law school. So rather than learning the Constitution, he learned about constitutional law, where he was told that everything the federal government does is the supreme law of the land. That is a bald-faced lie. The federal government is not authorized to have national forests, to have, have national parks, they're illegal. And the acts that made them are made contrary to the Constitution. Therefore, they're void. But Arizona folded. They're not the first, and I doubt they'll be the last, right? Kansas folded when it came to uh, gun rights. Um, and we've seen time and time again, the states fold. And I believe a lot of it has to do with, with uh, the fact that the states look and say, we get a lot of money from the federal government. The federal government's bribed them into compliance. So, yeah, at this point, if you live in Arizona, I'm sad to tell you, you're a vassal of Washington, D.C. Maybe not legally, but effectively, you are. 
Because you can be, now I, I don't throw the word invasion around quite a bit, right? I, I'm very careful about that when it comes to the invasion clauses of the Constitution. But you're being overrun with people entering the country illegally, entering your state illegally, and you're told you can do nothing about it. That's not just a vassal. That's a eunuch. And that's the state of Arizona right now. At least that's what it appears to be to me. Again, it, it, and again it's not just Arizona. They're, they're uh, um, not too far away. In El Paso, Texas, at the city level, you have a city mayor calling for foreign intervention in our nation's sovereignty. Now, Mayor Leeser was on CNN the other morning, and this is what he said. Well, it's obvious that uh, we need to work together and regardless of parties, because this is a, a U.S.-United States uh, problem that we all need to work together. It's not an El Paso problem. It's a lot bigger than El Paso. And I honestly believe it's bigger than the United States. We need to work with the U.N. to work with other countries to be able to come up with a program that becomes humanitarian for everyone. So we can't actually take care of our own country, our own borders. Now, maybe I'm misreading, right? Is he saying that if we're not going to let people into this country, somebody needs to deal with the overflow, and maybe the UN can do that? I vehemently disagree. The one thing the UN has shown itself to be incapable uh, in, in, in of doing is properly dealing with any humanitarian crisis. Uh, their record of failure is, well, almost as large as ours. But this very idea that here you have a city mayor saying, we need to get the U.N. involved and let them tell us how to fix this because we're just too incompetent to do it ourselves. Okay, that's not his words. And again, from a humanitarian standpoint, there are a lot of humanitarian agencies I would engage before I'd go anywhere near the corrupt U.N. But this is what has come of our national sovereignty, of our state sovereignty. And, by the way, of the city sovereignty. You have a mayor in Texas, in Texas, that's willing to give up our state sovereignty, our nation's sovereignty, control over our borders to a foreign entity, the United Nations. At that point, what, what does the Constitution matter? If you're just going to turn over our responsibility to the United Nations, the Constitution doesn't mean anything. I don't know if he's thought about that. I don't know how far he's gone through with it. But I'll tell you right here today what, uh, uh, well, what, May what the Mayor Leeser said doesn't quite qualify as treason under the Constitution. It's tacking pretty close. It's tacking, you know, it, 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 you're talking about a form of insurrection. You're talking about calling for a foreign entity to regulate our borders. Has America truly fallen that far that the mayor of a city in the United States is looking for a foreign entity to control our borders? And here's another example of a city, a city and its mayor throwing away the Constitution, the rule of law, and to be basically blunt, even common sense. So the city of Buffalo, New York, has filed a lawsuit against gun manufacturers. The fire, anybody in the firearms industry, they can think of. Manufacturers, distributors. Why? 
because he claims that the firearms are fueling gun violence in the city of Buffalo. It has nothing to do with the people actually pulling the triggers. It has nothing to do with the gangs. It has nothing to do with the criminals. It is the gun manufacturer's fault. No, no, it's the failure of Buffalo. The failure of the city of Buffalo and Lord knows how many mayors and police chiefs who have failed to enforce the laws already existing in that city and in that state. And they're looking for a scapegoat. A scapegoat with a payday. I'm glad I'm out of that communist cesspool called the Empire State. This is what it means. Imagine, you're, you're a gunman. You make a perfectly legal product. You sell it properly, safely. You follow all the laws. And then a city has a failed law enforcement policy and they want to blame you for it. As if you put the guns in people's hands. As if you forced them to pull the trigger. No, sir. But you see, that's where we've fallen. It's just another Grinch stealing your rights. Just like the... Uh, just like Governor Ducey in, in Arizona has stolen his citizens' rights to be... Of, uh, to be a sovereign state, to be in control of its borders. Or, or the mayor of El Paso that wants a, a foreign entity to rule the borders of the nation. And here we have a city blaming law-abiding citizens for the act of the criminals and for the failure of the city police and city government to deal with their own problems. That's the Grinch that stole Christmas. Well, in this case, it's the Grinch that they've stolen our rights, have, have turned many parts of the United States into banana republics and, and treat us like we're a third world nation. As if the rule of law doesn't matter. As if simply because a politician says so, it is so. Ladies and gentlemen, as I look toward the future of America, it looks like the Grinch wins. There is no happy ending. The heart doesn't grow three sizes that day so that they come suddenly and start returning our ability to exercise our rights, our willingness to defend ourselves, to enforce our laws. I don't foresee that happening. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I hope I am. But it leaves me with, with a couple of very important questions. See, if these men and women will not fulfill their oath to support the Constitution, if they will not uphold the rule of law, what do the American people do? What will you do? More importantly, as we continue down this road to utter tyranny and despotism, Will we be prepared for it? What's the saying? Hope for the best, prepare for the worst? Now, I keep saying we need to read and study the Constitution because a lot of the answers are there. Not, not all of them. But the understanding that, you know what? Arizona has the right to defend its borders. And no, the federal government doesn't have the right to own land 
on the Arizona border, unless it's for a fort, a magazine, a dockyard, or other needful buildings. That, that El Paso shouldn't be looking, the mayor of El Paso shouldn't be looking to the United Nations to help him. He should be looking to the governor of Texas to help him. After all, it is the Texas border they're talking about. And that's for the people in the city of Buffalo. Do you really want to be serfs? Do you really want to be subject of a, of a mayor that's going to push his problems onto somebody else? Because you voted for that guy. You voted for him. You voted for his predecessors. You got to choose. You can't turn around and push that off on somebody else simply because you don't like the decisions he's made. If you have a problem with gun violence, it means, first of all, you have a problem with violence. Learn to deal with it. Now, maybe you can learn from your neighbors. That's why we have federalism. Look at other states and say, maybe we can learn something from what they've done. But if the answer is simply throw it, you know, pack it all up and throw it away because the Constitution's too hard to try, then we the people need to make preparations. We need to prepare for the worst. We need to create patriot markets. See, black market has a, an evil connotation. We're not talking about black markets. We're talking about markets where patriots can continue to do what they're legally allowed to under the Constitution of the United States. Yes, we need to hire people that will fulfill their oath. But we're not going to do that alone. We've got to educate our neighbors. Now, I plan on starting another Constitution study next year, so head over to the website, constitutionstudy.com study. Find out more about this. You can, you can actually get half off the, uh, um, uh, the recording from last year, as well as invitations to all of the studies now through New Year's Day. But you can, get the, you can always get the Bill of Rights for free. If you don't want to pay for it, hey, just sign up. You'll get the Bill of Rights for free, and you can find out more. Because we have to remember, these people are the symptom. They're not the disease. The disease is our complacency, our laziness, our unwillingness to do our jobs as citizens in this great nation. You know, the, the other day I, I saw a comment from someone that thought of citizenship as being owned. What a, what a, a, a warped way of looking at it. We need to, to learn. We need to be responsible. It's not enough to vote. You need to be, at least be voting based on some standard. And if your standard is, is donkeys versus elephants, that's part of what got us here. Now, again, I'm willing to help. I've got articles, I've got books, I've got studies. Check it out at constitutionstudy.com. But we also help here. So every day, every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm here. The Constitution Study is here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network, to help educate you, to help expose you to other ideas and look at things from a constitutional point of view. All these shows go to podcasts, generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. Find them on your favorite podcast app so that you 
can learn more. And hey, if you can give me a subscription and a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be very helpful. And you can find all the links at the homepage at americaoutloud.com. Please share them and bring friends. Join us all here so that we can all work to share the blessings of liberty in this great nation.